Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 116 of All Booked Up, the Buffalo and Erie County Public Library's podcast about books, movies, and all things pop culture. I am your host, Michelle Snyder. And I am Jacob Maracle. And Michelle, I I will say it for both of us, we are going to sound rushed here today, people, because we are having a Terminator moment here. We have been trying for 15 (laughs) minutes to get this computer working, and we... You can tell that life is back on track. For for no... Things are hard again. It literally, for no good reason started working we changed nothing it's embarrassing that we've been doing this podcast for so long and yet we still have absolutely no skill with the equipment wait that's embarrassing it's a it's a real professional gig we got here everybody oh man (laughs) so let's just talk as quickly it's working now as quickly as possible yeah before it turns itself off again um anyway so we are we'll be exiting june soon entering july I assume things are just going to be great from this point forward. Yeah, I mean, you know, they've been spectacular up to now. 2020 must be exhausted with being <laughs> terrible. It's You would think so, it's but it repe- seems to gaining re- steam. It's repetitive. Like, well, all right, 2020, we got it. I know, now they're doing repeats. It's like, hey, did you guys like April? We're going to do that again, but in a different part of the country. Did you see, like, the sandstorm thing that's coming? Oh, yeah, Saharan <laughs> sandstorm. <laughs> also... Guys, what happened to the murder hornets? They're still in the plot. Maybe and they are just maybe the murder hornets are in the dust storm and it's going to blow them all over. Now that's awesome. Ooh, that is kind of right? cool. I was kind of thinking, like, you think it's like the mummy, like in the Brendan Fraser movie? I 100% Evil did not watch the mummy, Jacob. I am not you. What? How did, it was a huge hit. How did you not? See, you know what? Mm. We don't get, we'll do that for when we do a Brendan Fraser cast. Which we're I'm never. Sure we're never doing a Brendan Fraser. We, we are going to talk about the passion of Darkly Moon, and you're going to like. I mean, it. I'll talk about Encino Man. That <laughs> okay, that well, I could manage, but that, uh, that's Brendan Fraser. So yeah, libraries are open. People have been coming in. Um, it's we're, really we're, funny to see older people. Um, getting like a thousand books at a time because they're like i'm not letting this happen again i'm not getting caught without my books i kind of didn't even think of that there's probably like a bunch of people that this is their routine i can't even tell you how many people stopped at my house during quarantine to go to my mailbox where i had left them books that they could read because (laughs) they were like i'm out of books oh yeah i have a list on my phone of like oh, books that you. people have checked out. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, See, like it's legit. You're running your own uh, underground library there. I will say, amazingly, and I hope that people took advantage of this. Um, and if they didn't, they you know you still have an opportunity to. Was our e-books and our e-audio books? I, I love that service. I'm using the e-book. I'm reading on the browser all the time. You, ha- I mean, the numbers were through the roof. <laughs> like, I can imagine. People were using it like crazy. I actually got a list, so I, I thought I'd talk about some of the top books that were checked out. So this is all during the pandemic shutdown. These are like the number one ebooks that were borrowed. Okay. So number one is not shocking because it was like on everyone's book list, but it was that Where the Crawdads Sing. You know, I didn't know. I heard of it, but I have no idea what that is about. Is it like a sequel to The Princess and the Frog or something? What's wrong with you? No, Jacob. It's what? just a new book. Oh, all right. Well, I'll it's take actually it. a really good book. So then that was followed by Nine Perfect Strangers. I don't know, okay. people. Obviously, everybody was reading these. You're oh, missing yeah, out. Seems the like book it. Becoming, the Michelle Obama that makes autobiography. Sense. I love Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. That really makes sense. I've people never read were it like, myself, so. I'm, oh, God. How have you not read Harry Potter? That will kill me forever. But, yeah, so people were getting into that. That's exciting. The book The Reckoning, Educated, a Memoir. Um, two books, then. 
almost back to back by Celeste Ng, Everything I Never Told You and Little Fires Everywhere. Oh, okay. I heard of Little Fires Everywhere. That's got a TV show, I believe. It does. Yeah. It does, yeah. I couldn't really get into it, but I have my reasons. <laughs> and then um, this book, Girl, Wash Your Face. Which I think is supposed to be funny. Okay. So that was like that's the top ten books, and it's funny though because where it starts with number eleven is like where the crawdads sing audiobook. Yeah, it's <laughs> so, the same. Oh, you couldn't get the ebook, so you're like, I mean, Fine. for real, thirteen, nine perfect strangers, audiobook. <laughs> so people knew what they wanted. Yeah. So yeah, books are great. That's pretty much that's the end of the episode, everyone. We just wanted to tell yeah. you that books are great. We, we ran out of time, so thanks, we'll talk to y'all next. Thanks Don't forget so to visit for the listening. library's website. Yeah. yeah no. Okay. We're getting scratched that. We are going to talk about um, new books that are coming out for the summer. It's like the most exciting time. It's kind of the same with movies, you know? Yeah, like and since, we're, their... since we're not going to be getting movies, it's good that we have to focus on the books that are going to be releasing for It everybody. is true. I saw they just put pushed Tenant back again. Yep, you can expect Mulan to get pushed today. But probably. it needs to be because I don't want to watch Tenant on my TV at home. No, I do not. I no, thank I don't want to watch Mulan on my TV. I'd rather watch no. that in theaters too. So. That's accurate. A, a Tenant Mulan drive-in. Ooh. Although a movie like Tenant... I, is meant to be experienced in the theaters. The drive-in is is not as good a format, no. but don't get me wrong because I love the drive-in. Oh, I do too, but it's usually like halfway through the second movie, I'm already like passing out in the car. Because oh, that's it's a that's steamy a, and hot. That's a definite for me. So yeah, we're gonna talk about books that you need to know this summer. We got sequels, prequels, highly anticipated titles. Mm-hmm. Everyone's gonna be talking about, so you get to be in the know. First. That's what we do here at All Booked Up. We put you in the inside, everybody. We take care of you. So a couple of these have already come out, and then some are still on their way. But they so. are all on the library's website because Michelle makes me check that before I recommend stuff anymore. So. Well, I mean, yeah, so maybe you can place hold because they're they're not out yeah. yet. But all right, so we just, uh, you ready to just hop into it? You bet I am. That's great. I mean, we have to because we're all Yeah, we don't have a choice. We got, we got one take. <laughs> okay. So the first book I want to talk about, I've heard a lot of press about, it is called The Vanishing Half by Britt Bennett. So this is two twin sisters run away from home as teenagers, and then one ends up returning to raise her daughter um, on the heels of an abusive relationship, while the other escapes into a new life. And by new life is taken very literally here because the second sister is a light skinned black woman, black woman. Okay. So she ends up creating an identity as a white woman in Los Angeles. Oh, so she can pass for white. So she does. So it's like the reverse Rachel Dolian's then. Dolazar. Dolazar. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Okay. Which I think, you know, and I mean, reverse, but different as well, because I mean, that was a thing where. I think that was really hard decision that black people made like back in the day. Yeah. Like if they could pass to pass just so that life wasn't quite as terrible. Um, this comes, this came out June 2nd. So you're able to grab it. You'll probably have to put a hold because I feel like this was a popular title. So they're probably checked out right now, but yeah, get on the list because it sounds like a good one. And I'm just going to start doing two at a time. Okay. Cause I have a lot on my list. And then the other one, that I am excited about, even though, because I can't help it. I love, I always go for the depressing sounding books. I've noticed that. It's I don't a, know why theme. I do it. And then I'll throw a sci-fi in to just kind of like ah, <laughs> cleanse my palate. Um, would be The Dragons, The Giant, The Woman Ooh. by Wea Two More. So it. this is a family flees war-torn uh, Liberia on foot. Okay. And they hide in a neighboring village. They cross the border into Sierra Leone with the help of a rebel soldier and eventually make their way to Texas. 
well, like, okay, there's, there seems like there's a gap there that the book is going to have to fill in. Well, I mean, I'm sorry. I, I, it's like I Sierra, Le- Sierra Leone dot dot dot. This, this is a memoir. Oh, okay. Yeah, which on its face, it, like, focuses, like, on suspense. Like, you feel like it's kind of a suspense novel, but it really considers the search for home in all forms. Oh, all right. I'm going to want to check that one out. Right. Um, I was looking at a couple other books that had kind of like that same theme. So I. Uh, it's very yeah. harrowing sounding. Like you're like, oh, this is going to be. People are living much harder lives than I am. Yeah. Try, think you have to like run from one country so you don't get murdered and running into an equally dangerous country just to hopefully end up in Texas. And that's the safer option. <laughs> yes. Man, that is a rough existence. Just to right know there. that there is a cloud of dust coming. Yeah. Come on, people. Mur- murder hornets. You heard it here first, people. It's Wait break, for it. It's breaking news. So, yeah, that's a, a little <laughs> spoiler for August for everybody. <laughs> okay. All right, so I'm going to go with what I think is like the biggest new release book right now, if you judge by our hold list for it. It's uh, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes by Susan Collins, which oh, is the, okay. the Hunger Games prequel set 65 years before the current series and stuff. So this one basically um, revolves around President Snow back before he was president, obviously. This is how he basically I got his start. I forgot about Hunger Games. I don't even remember how that it, ended. It is like the biggest pop culture thing that has had no staying power whatsoever. It's kind of like Twilight that way. Like It was such a big deal. Nobody cares about it anymore. But I feel like this might switch I mean, it up I a little I mean, I feel like bit. that's true with most things except Harry Potter. Yeah, Game of Thrones is kind of having the same problem where people stop talking about that. That's because we're still mad. It's still a wound. (laughs) Did you hear that the Winds of Winter is almost certainly coming out next year? Yeah. Yeah. Lost interest before I finished the sentence. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, the book is about uh, the first, like, when President Snow, he is in charge of, he's a mentor in the Hunger Games, and it's the one chance to gain his family's honor because they kind of been on the downturn for a bit. And he ends up with District 12. Isn't that ironic? Oh, he's young. Yeah, he's oh, like... right, this is prequel. Been, Yeah, this is 65 years before that. So he's like gotcha. an 18-year-old, 20-year-old guy. Uh, basically about him going with a young female tribute from District 12 and having to help her win the Punger Games, and it's the only way to get himself into power. It's a nice little opposite okay. way of the original book. I don't know about making Snow a good guy of a book necessarily, but it's going to be Well, maybe this will get people into who've never read The Hunger Games. Yeah, I guess. Because they weren't bad books. I loved the first book. Like, loved it. I remember, like, rushing out to the store to buy the second one because the holds were in the library and I couldn't wait. I I like the second one, too. It's the third one where I think things things started to fall apart. But, you know, go check it out, everybody. Start putting it in now who's going to play Snow in the inevitable movie that's going to be coming out. So get, get it in your mind now. Maybe it'll be Kiefer Sutherland. Oh, he's way too old. Oh. Is there a grand? That would have been great, though, Isn't right? there, like, a grandson Sutherland? Oh, I don't know. There's they all probably look exactly the same, though, Well, so. yeah, judging by Donald and Kiefer, I'd say it's almost a guarantee. Yeah. Okay, great. Next one, um, a book called An Elegant Woman. This also came out June 2nd. Did you 2nd. write yourself an autobiography, Michelle? That's what I like to hear. This is by Martha McPhee. This is spanning four generations of women through the 20th century. Uh, this is Martha McPhee's fifth novel, and it's a really full and rich exploration of legacy and memory and untangles the sacred myths of an American family as a woman in the story pieces together the story of her extraordinary and highly elegant grandmother. Hmm. Oh, okay. A nice grandma story. Huh? You know what? 
I can possibly get into that. That sounds like it's got some Downton Abbey uh, parallels there. It might, and grandmas are amazing. My grandma is truly the most interesting person that I know. Really? Like okay. when we, and she just turned ninety oh, a couple congrats, weeks ago. Congrats, grandma. Right. Um, but yeah, when we sit around and like tell stories, I'm just like, what? That story's amazing. Like you saw some crazy things. You've done a lot. She's awesome. Just She's not your typical grandma. My grandma doesn't knit. She doesn't do that stuff. Like, just think cool. in the future when you'll be telling people those stories. Let me tell you about 2020. So, oh, I'll never talk about 2020. <laughs> um, and then another book. Um, this one is called The Party Upstairs. This came out June 7th by Lee Connell. Okay. This is an upstairs, downstairs divide sort of idea. Reminds me of Downton Abbey in a different way. Yep, you know, you got go. the. This has like an American twist. Um, this is a debut novel, and it's one. Of, it's like darkly funny. I, I like those um, but the story is a portrait of class and privilege in a really posh New York City apartment building mm-hmm. where the daughters of the super um, wealthy tenants grew up so okay. it's like about her story the entire thing takes place in a single day and then it's going to involve like the upstairs and get this the downstairs wow that's a twist <laughs> I didn't see that coming <laughs> That actually does sound pretty interesting because, like you said, like with that Downton Abbey thing, there's always a divide between the two and to see the way that they kind yeah, of Yeah, I'm thinking maybe that maybe some of them aren't as into being so grossly rich. It's usually... Maybe can recognize that it's kind of gross and well, cause issues that way because let's just be real for a minute. It's pretty gross. Yeah, it's... Let's hope that's what it is. Otherwise, it sounds... It might be a rather unwieldy book to actually get through if the person just... Yeah. It. It's kind of like when you... If you were just reading Crazy Rich Asians and you're only paying... Pay I was going to say because they... That author has another Crazy Rich Asians um, book coming out and I didn't even put it on my list because I'm just like... I didn't realize kind of grossed me out. Yeah, yeah, well, it's coming the, out. I like the movie. I like the movie was fun. I don't know about the. the I, I read the book. It was fine, but it did not leave me wanting to read more. But again, another book in that series is coming out. If that's your cup of tea, yeah, you got you're in the right place for it. Come down to the library. Yeah, we have no judgments. Out. People read all sorts of wild yeah. things. You hear um, my, ourselves included. You hear my terrible book suggestions on a weekly basis. So we absolutely are not judging you. There's never this. been a truer sentence than that, Jacob. <laughs> Good for you for admitting it. All okay. right, what else? All right, so next one I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to keep it top 10 here. Uh, if It Bleeds by Stephen King, his new book of long-form short stories. Oh, yeah, that's out, right? Yeah. Why they call, don't just call it novellas, I don't know, but it's ranked as long-form okay. short stories. So it's basically just a collection of four new stories by Stephen King that are inevitably going to become either movies or episodes of a TV show in the not-too-distant future. So you might as well jump in on it now. Uh, the four stories are Mr. Harrigan's phone about a teen who finds his dead friend's phone and then talks to him from beyond the grave. Okay. Some spookiness there. I don't know. That that doesn't sound like... It sounds like Stephen's phoning it in. Yeah, oh, yeah, well, Get it? Look, I did, a fo- I did a pun like you. I'm so proud. I'm I, proud of myself. It was so terrible. It was left to your level. It is. I was. I literally had to take a double take there. I'm like, oh my God. All right. I'm finally breaking through. <laughs> Um, there's a book, uh, another story is The Life of Chuck, three separate stories of this dude named Chuck's life told in reverse order. So you start at the end and you move back. Okay. He hopefully stole from Memento. What else yeah. you taking, Ho- Stephen? Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully it's got something going on. Oh, they actually, this next one is a pretty, pretty big ripoff. If It Bleeds is the next one story. And it's a detective who's working on a missing dog case, sees an explosion on TV, and then notices something weird about the reporter 
that did it like he might have been involved in the events. So it kind of seems like there's a Nightcrawler vibe to that one. Mm. And this last story is pure Stephen King ridiculousness. It's called <laughs> Rat. And it deals with a um, writer who cannot finish ever finish a book without something horrible happening. So he makes a deal with a rat to break his writer's block on the condition that one of his family members dies. I'm, s- yes. I'm sorry, like a rat? Like a... Yes, like, 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 the, like the animal. Yep, like the animal with okay. the, the teeth and everything. Like he. Do make, you think it's maybe the rat's also a chef? Uh, I hope so. That'd be a cool crossover. This is, this is what he does at night, like after he <laughs> after he leaves the chef's room. He's, he's the like, ratatouille <laughs> chef. I like I'm going to go grant some wishes. All right, that's a um, dead on rat impression too, by the way. Let's. Here is a weird book. If you're if you've been waiting for a weird title, this is for you. Coming out July seventh, we have memoirs and misinformation by Jim Carrey and Dana Vacon. Have you heard about this? Uh, uh, yeah, I'm assuming this is not the actor Jim Carrey. Oh, it is. Okay, I'm, that's, is, I'm now I'm really interested. This isn't a memoir, but it's not not a memoir it's that's a very jim carrey way to put it yes so carrie and co-writer put together this autobiographical novel about an actor named jim carrey Mm. who navigates the world of hollywood in ways that you know while slightly outlandish aren't entirely out of the realm of possibility for the real world Okay. Yeah, I this read some excerpts from it. He he's a weirdo. It feels very much like a Jim Carrey book. You know what's funny about that? That actually seems like a little bit of a ripoff, because uh, I remember I read this book, Make Love the Bruce Campbell Way, which mm-hmm. is a Bruce Campbell book that he was like a fiction one, and it's kind of the same plot. He's in like a fake movie with Renee Zellweger and oh, interesting. Um, Richard Gere, and it's just. This ridiculous, stupid story. I mean, this might be worth checking out. No, it, it's Jim Carrey. Jim it's Carrey's got a got an interesting enough mind. But speaking of interesting minds, and I'm sticking with Hollywood. This next book um, also comes out July 7th, and it's by Charlie Kaufman. Oh boy! Yeah, except the psychocosmic screenwriter. Um, it's called Ant Kind. Ant, okay. Ant Kind, one like word. Ants, like oh. I don't know. I would call it Antikin. And it's early. T- yeah, but there's no I after the T. Well, for like antikind, it looks like antkind. Well, we're getting off track here. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is an adventure that somehow manages to outweird his own brilliantly but strange filmography. Yeah, so the well. premise centers on B. Rosenberger Rosenberg, oh, a self-loathing, pretentious film critic. Hunting for a lost movie buried deep in his fractured mind. Oh, so it's good to see Charlie Kaufman's trying out a new idea <laughs> yes. finally. I love how weird he is, though. It's good. 100% Paul Giamatti is already searching <laughs> for a movie. That's a good call. Paul Giamatti or Nicolas Cage. Get them both. I like oh, that boy. idea. That sounds horrifying. And have them play the same person and don't mention when it just changes from one to the other. 100%, man. I, I like that idea. Can you imagine Nicolas? You know, Giamatti is too good of an actor to do a Nick Cage impression. But oh boy, would Nick Cage do a Paul Giamatti impression in that movie. And it would be. You're wasted fabulous. here in Buffalo. LA calls to you. I don't know I why don't, you don't go. I should. I, there's I'll, a lot. There's a lot cooking up in that in that noggin of yours. You want a great $1 million movie that's going to gross at least four? I'm your guy. <laughs> All right, more more awesome summer books. All right, so the next one is a biography or a you know historical book. It's called The Big Goodbye: Chinatown in the Last Year of Last Years of Hollywood by Sam Wasson. I love that we can't help 
but talk about Hollywood books. We it's, love movie books. We do. They're they're some of the most interesting ones. I have another one on my list too. So this one is about it's just, um has a couple different parts to it. So it's about the making of Chinatown, which is one of the last great classic movies of the seventies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the best endings of all time if you've seen it. Um, so it dives into what like was the basis behind that movie and all the ideas that they had while they were making it. Um, it also gets into Jack Nicholson himself, who was pretty much at his peak creatively and stuff around Chinatown because like Shining was coming out and he also had uh, One Floor with the Cuckoo's Nest was recently yeah. around then. So he is, this he, is also the time that people say he met Leonardo DiCaprio's mother and became Leonardo DiCaprio's father. Is that true? I never that's heard like that. a, that's a rumor because. Um, Jack Nicholson's son looks exactly like Leonardo DiCaprio. Really? Have you ever seen him? No. Oh, we'll have to look him up. He looks exactly like him. Ooh, I like that idea. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I hope that's true. Yeah, I think she had something. She was definitely in the area that it was filming or worked on it or something that they crossed paths. What if Leonardo DiCaprio plays Jack Nicholson in the Jack Nix- Nicholson biopic in a couple of years? Ooh, man. Ooh, it the could layers. Be something. That's some Shrek onion stuff right there. So it gets into like Jack Nicholson's life in Hollywood. Gets into uh, Roman Polanski, the director. This is right after his wife was murdered in a little incident involving the Manson family. You might have heard about it. Vaguely. And right around the time he also had his own troubles, we'll put it that way, the reason he hasn't been back to America in 40 years. Uh, it also gets into the uh, producer who was a big deal. And it also, at the end, gets into like the impending death of the 70s filmmaker-friendly style of movies where you get things like a lot of Scorsese and... Um, you know, Godfathers right. and stuff, and where it switches to more of a studio, big blockbuster kind of thing after Jaws and everything. So it's interesting to see how the one j- way the mov- movies are made dies, and then like the one that we're still living in today begins to get its beginning. So yeah, a lot if going you, on if in you that like book. movies, this is this is a book for you. Yeah, and then go rent DiCaprio movies and um, think about it like I'm going to for the rest of the day. Yeah, you totally are. I'll just stick with um, movie films. There is a memoir from Oliver Stone coming out called Chasing the Light. So before the international success of Platoon in 1986, Oliver Stone had actually been wounded as an infantryman in Vietnam and then spent years writing unproduced scripts while driving taxis in New York, finally venturing westward to L.A. to start a new life. So now he's 73 and he is recounting those formative years in this memoir with like in the moment details of the highs and low moments. So. In the book, there's a lot of great stuff. Like we see meetings with Al Pacino over his uh, script for Scarface. Um, There's stuff about Platoon, Born on the Fourth of July, um, the demon of cocaine addiction following the failure of his first feature, The Hand, that was starring Michael Caine. I never never have either. It did not do well, and it really messed Oliver Stone up. Um, and then, like, stuff about his risky on-the-ground research of Miami drug cartels for Scarface. I wonder if the cocaine and the risky uh, research have anything to do with each other. It's all, it's all possible. But so that book is coming out July 21st. Okay. Um, Ooh, it's right around my birthday. Oh, that's true. It is. And then this is not movie, but the first book was made into a movie. So you saw Bird Box? I did. You liked it, right? I did like Bird Box. I liked the movie too, but I had read the book a long time ago, and I will say I'm I was a big fan of the of the book. So there is a new book coming out. Okay, it's called Mallory. The author of this is Josh Mallerman. So plug your ears for a second if you didn't read or see Bird Box because there's a see. 
good one. <laughs> I like what you did there. Because I'm, I'm putting a spoiler in. Here it is. So at the end of Bird Box, the book's lead character, Mallory, finds sanctuary for herself and her two young children at a school for the blind. The sequel takes place 12 years later when Mallory receives a list of survivors, recognizes the names, and then sets off on another epic journey. Oh, okay. That's a little weird. I don't know how that's going to... That'll work in the plot overall. I mean, it's weird to think she's going to travel with her eyes that's covered what I, again. I, yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> like, it's that's how you have to go, right? Like, the aliens or whatever they are aren't gone. So, yeah, that's but weird. All right, well, I guess I'm, we, I'm definitely going to check it out though, because like I said, I really liked the first book. I guess we get to see more Sandra Bullock. It was actually a fact that that movie, maybe, if that movie got released, that it was going it, by how many people watched it, it would have been like one of the highest grossing movies of all time. That's obviously not what would have happened, but it's funny when you look at the metrics that way. Yeah. All right, let's maybe. I have a bunch more, but I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to limit it. We're running out of time. Yeah, we're always running in out every of time. way possible. <laughs> so the next one, I guess, I'll just bust out two real quick. Uh, Me and white supremacy, combat racism, change the world, and become a good ancestor by Layla Assad. It started out as an Instagram challenge that people were putting on about. say their own racist tendencies that they've caught themselves doing okay and this is like a collection uh and it eventually spawned into like a cultural movement on instagram like people kept doing it to try to open their eyes and like let other people know like little things you might not even realize so it's like a collection of these stories it's expanded a little bit so it makes more sense in book form um but yeah it's a very interesting idea and that people are actually doing a little bit of like self-reflection like that's always good when you're reading a book it's really good stuff you might not even it's think really about. the best part about books is the self-reflection empathy and understanding that you might get after it it's why we really it's why we like being in libraries yeah you get to you find a character in a book that you relate to and you can try to think about what does that mean for me if this is the person sure that i feel like i sure. am so and then uh humankind a hopeful history by rucker bregman it's originally published last year in the Netherlands, but it, this book just kind of argue, argues that despite all the calamity of modern life, humans in general thrive in a crisis and that our innate kindness and cooperation have been the greatest factors in our long-term success on the planet and will be going forward. I don't believe, I don't agree with this, dude. <laughs> so that makes you want to read it. Yeah, I'm curious to see. The what, title, it's already a little suspect. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to look at him like, what are you talking about, Holland? Let's see what you have to say about <laughs> Rutger. that. Yeah. What are you up to, Rutger? Yeah. What are you talking about there, Rutger? <laughs> but yeah, go check that one out, everybody. A couple more interesting books to check out. Okay. Get, get the, the old brain pans. The moving. last two that I'll mention, um, I'm going to do specifically for you and me, Jacob, because okay. they are in our wheelhouse. Nice. So this one comes out July 28th. It is called Afterland by Laura Bukes. Okay. Ready? With almost every human male wiped out by cancer, Mm. a woman and her teenage son try to hide from the authorities and the woman's nefarious sister. So all she wants is to raise her kid somewhere where he won't be preyed on as a reproductive resource or a sex object Mm. because he's like pretty much the only male left so the description that i heard is that it's children of men meets the handmaid's tale interesting right i know that's it's like it's like that episode of futurama where they end up on that planet of amazons and i don't watch Futurama. captain zap brannigan is just being used you're just you're saying (laughs) words but they don't mean anything to me so that's afterland that sounds cool if you're into that and then this one is migrations by charlotte mcconaughey 
friend of the show (laughs) this is a dystopian adjacent sort of debut and it is set on a ship sailing south from greenland on the brink of climate disaster Mm. so awesome mm -hmm. sounds yeah super not believable but so the protagonist is franny stone and she convinces the crew to follow a flock of arctic birds on what will be its final migration but early into the voyage, the crew begins to suspect that she's far more mysterious person than she lets on. Okay. I like that about people when you don't know if you can trust the narrator. That comes out August 4th. We have so many more. Um, you can always come to the library, get some lists. We'll give you some recommendations. But that is it for us. Jacob, plug yeah. us up. You know what else you can check? If you go to www.buffalolib.org, we have all of our new and soon-to-be-released books available on there by link. So just go and click, and you get a whole listing and a way to request all of them. Look at you change your end up. I, I got to love it. But also, all the books that we talked about here on All Booked Up are available at one of our 37 branches all throughout Erie County. Stop on by. Let us know. We'll, we'll direct you where to get them. Do the usual, like, what do you got from All Booked Up, and they'll lead you right to it. Make sure you still check online for library openings and hours because things are still changed during the pandemic. Yes, indeed. And don't forget to follow us at All Booked Up Pod uh, on Twitter so that way you can interact with us and give us your own suggestions on books that you're looking forward to. So, okay, let's get some quick facts before we got to close this up. Jacob, did you know that the fear of running out of something to read, which many of our patrons had during the quarantine, is called a bibliophobia? A biblio, that's a great name. A bibliophobia. I would have guessed that it was a fear of the Bible with that title, but I guess it makes more it's sense. It's not a for... bibliophobia, it's a bibliophobia. Biblio is book. Come on, Jacob. You say biblio, I say biblio. Get on get on my level. <laughs> um, I read this one fact and I was like, oh, that's nice. Up to 50 books can be made from one tree. Okay. So I felt like that was a good amount until the next one, which is on estimate there are over 900,000 new books published every year. Mm, ouch. I, I was like, bye, tree. Yeah, <laughs> maybe we got to figure out some kind of screen system. Bye, that tree. So China leads this fact with over 440,000, and the USA is in second, second place with over 300,000 titles per year. I like the fact that China's beating us on the book production. That's That makes very encouraging. As long as they're good books and well, not weird authoritative books, things. A lot of the books that come out here are terrible, too. So. How to propagandize <laughs> properly or something. Um, to write a novel, it takes around 475 hours, they say. Now, obviously, this is argued quite a lot on the right. Internet and all over because... You know, there's many other aspects, but um, it seems that it could be completed within 475 hours because the average novel is 90,000 words, which means writing 189 words an hour. Very achievable. Yeah. I guess so long as you don't have to think of a plot or ever stop typing. Well, I mean, you know, in Finding Forrester, the recommendation was once you start writing, just write and then you just read it afterwards. And Edit it afterwards. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And the last one, and I love this, and people, this is important. A study found that you are two and a half times less likely to be diagnosed with Alzheimer's in later life if you read regularly. That makes sense. Of course it does. That's why they're like, do puzzles, do games, stimulate your mind. Do some old exercises for the brain. Can't do push-ups with them, so you got to do something, everybody. Look at at that. Just wisdom beyond his years. Well, that's (laughs) our show for today. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Bye.